all comes down to this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to CGF Minis Championship Week is here for the 2022 season. My name is Jacob Park. And I'm your co-host, Wyatt Keener. As always, this podcast is brought to you by CGF Minis, the official sponsor of Corporate Global Championship 2022. Uh, Wyatt, do you want to get us started here with a breakdown of maybe the the matches that weren't part of the playoffs this week? Yeah, uh, as we head into championship week, we will say goodbye. We've already said goodbye to them once as they've been eliminated, but we will say goodbye for good to the bottom uh, six teams as they won't have any matchup in week 17. For the fifth place, excuse me, the seventh place game, a thrilling matchup between Touchdown Abbey and Rocky Mountain Mooses. Both of them put up high scores, and Touchdown Abbey was the highest, score, highest scoring team of the week, breaking the 200-point threshold on the backs of big games from Leonard Fournette and Rashad White, each topping 15 points. Uh, some promise for them going into 2023, ending on a high note, getting the team camaraderie and uh, locker room environment on a exciting an exciting tone i don't know what i'm saying here but uh an admission by touchdown to nabby front office member rob griffith that the team had been uh ignored a little bit during the stretches of the the regular season and what could have been for them with a more attentive front office uh, exciting things ahead for them in 2023 same for the rocky mountain mooses uh, 158.12 would have been a very competitive score uh, it, it were they in the playoffs, and we mentioned um, their high-scoring weeks here towards the second half of the season. So excitement for both of those teams. In the fifth-place game, it was kind of the opposite. Both teams limping along, struggling along. Um, some more front office negligence as the God Kings did not start Aaron Rodgers over a hurt Ryan Tannehill. But they prevailed nonetheless with 125 points. I think, I don't know how you feel, Jake, but I think if I were one of these teams, it would almost be some comfort that I put up such a low scoring week the week after I got eliminated. Does that make it better? You think that <laughs> that had they had they won last week somehow, they still would have lost this week. It just wasn't meant to be. Uh, well, both as GM and as when I was just a popular bars fan, I've never even tasted playoffs, so I can't speak <laughs> from from experience. But I would assume that that would make me feel a little better. Like, okay, it didn't matter anyway. Yeah. Yeah, especially the tough loss that the God Kings suffered last week to the Magic. Um, would have lost this week no matter what. But still, two playoff teams that have a prestigious history, and you know we'll be back in the mix in 2023. And then in the Toilet Bowl, a thriller, uh, only overshadowed by the Marley Magic Brews game of the week. This one was settled by 0.2 points. Michael Pittman was unable to do enough on Monday night. He was projected to score much more than he did but he came in with only 7.9 points and failed to pass the big week from TJ Hawkinson in the pickings. Hawkinson fresh off his Jersey reveal uh, from the Jersey commissioner. And he punishes the Jersey commissioner as a result. <laughs> he even got the Jersey commissioner even spoiled uh, the pickings and Hawk gave him, gave the Hawkinson two looks. Uh, what was the, how come the pickings got to, what was up with that? Well, I asked Colton's preference and he gave me two to pick from. Um, and then once I already had the the helmet, he wanted the same for both, which is honestly the hardest, usually most time consuming part is like outlining the, the face mask. So once I had it, I was like, I'm just going to do both. These are some of my favorite jerseys anyway, and just went ahead and made it. 
Yeah, both those teams ended on a high note too. 144 is a very respectable score and some of the higher scores that uh, each of those teams has had this year. So um, some exciting days ahead for those six teams, even if it wasn't meant to be this year. Also, it kept uh, kept me watching till the end. I think uh, Pittman's Pittman Jr.'s catch at the end might have been even the last play the Colts had the ball, and he caught it. And it was just for a split second. I was as he got tackled, I thought it might even have been enough. It was like a five to seven yard gain, but he was two yards short of uh, of what would have been the win. So it was just uh, excruciating uh, ending to a game that had not that strong of a consequence, but it was still fun just to watch and see what was going to happen. Yeah, it was it, this this uh this weekend more than any other i felt the cgf kept us watching long after the uh the real life games were were exciting we had the same situation with the bucks and cardinals i mean i guess the game went into overtime but like who cares about the bucks and cardinals they're both bad teams and they were playing bad football but because of the cgf we were on the edge of our seats both sunday night and monday night and it was fun to be in discord together yeah it, it really was fun and i mean that that magic game marley magic Game was separated by 2.06 points in the first round. They won by 0.64 points, which means there's a total of 2.7 points so far. This playoff round is all that separated them uh, from their two opponents. So they really have been uh, magic this postseason. They, you know, luck has, has definitely gone a long way in it, but um, it really has been kind of fun to watch and, and just so unpredictable. I think if you had asked me at the beginning um, of the six teams in the playoffs, who I thought was least likely to make it to the championship, yeah. I, I would have picked the magic, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. They had that solid stretch in the middle of the season where they won four or five straight, but they had kind of fallen off since. And then yeah, uh, since then, you know, things have just fallen into place for them. Yeah. I went back while we we're talking about, pre-playoff expectation i went back to the preseason episode from hunter and william and uh each of them made tiers hunter had the marley magic in a tier by themselves as the 10th ranked team heading into the season and the the title for that tier was um trade matthew stafford and nick chubb and start thinking about 2023 <laughs> and honestly trading chubb and stafford might have been like stafford hasn't done anything for them really this year chubb has been good but he hasn't been elite as he has in the past um but they didn't need to think about next year they've they've got this year squarely in their sights one win away from a championship and uh william was much more positive in his discussion of of the magic as the 10th he said you know a lot of young talent and he said they'll be right back in the mix very quickly with a with another solid draft so um an early arrival with the young talent of the marley magic propelling them forward but they're ahead of schedule and looking threatening here with a chance to win it all. Is this maybe a good time? You have some fun facts for us here as we head into this uh, discussion of the semifinal matchup between the Magic and the Brews and, and kind of put the history into context of what we just witnessed. Yeah, I was just going to talk in general about um, kind of the playoffs and, and what we've seen so far. Uh, just disclaim beforehand, I'm not trying to rub the salt in the wound of anybody who was eliminated. I know this has been a you know a heartbreakingly close playoffs um, with a a lot of close games, a game down to the wire and, and upset. So not trying to insult or, or stir up anything, but just wanted to get to the facts of what we've seen so far. Um, so this playoffs, for the first time, we have seen the number three seed advance to the semifinals. It's the first time we've seen the number three seed advance to the championship. Uh, perhaps more impressive, it's the first time we've seen a number five seed advance to the championship. It is our first championship that is not the one versus two seed. And it's the first time the champion is not going to be the team with the highest points for, um, as both both the prior two years ended up being 
the regular season points leader won the championship game. So wow. um, on top of that, I mean, we've had two games that came within two points of each other. I don't think we've seen any playoff games that close with the exceptions of uh, God King's touchdown to Nabby's quarterfinal last year, which I think was also within a point. But other than that, uh, games being consistently close like this, this is the by far, I think, the best playoffs. If if you aren't one of the teams that's in the middle of it, so just to watch it and for the excitement, yep. it's it's been really good. That's um, good context. I knew that it had been one and two before in the finals each year. I did not know that the champion had always been the regular season points leader. That's some remarkable consistency. It, it, fantasy is usually erratic. I feel like this year is more indicative of the way fantasy football plays out than uh than the first two years have been. I also want to add real quick that I feel the same. I don't want there to be any biases associated with me other than the winner faces, obviously, but I'm just um, cheering for the excitement and the fun of it all. And I also want to throw out there that Jake didn't even want to record this podcast because he was he didn't want to step on anybody's <laughs> toes. So um, we are as, as neutral and passive as possible. As, well, obviously we are owners of our own teams but as for the other eight teams that aren't the popular ballers in the winter faces uh we love all of you guys and and love the league more than anything else (laughs) (laughs) let's break down let's break down this in my final matchup though between the marley magic and the bruise you said it was a 2.06 point margin and uh we were all biting our fingernails our stomachs were turning. We were on the edge of our seat. We were sweating. Everything uh, was stress eating. Even as um, in his post game press conference, uh, co general manager Noah Moyers admitted, as we watched James Conner on Christmas night uh, with an incredible twenty five point performance, we were wondering was he going to get uh, break off a big run? Was he going to get some dump down passes as the Cardinals got the ball in overtime? And they didn't look his way at all in overtime. Uh, there was a crucial third down where he stayed in the block. And uh, otherwise, unless I'm overlooking it, he did not get a touch in overtime. And with that, the Bruce Matthews season ended. It was an incredible season from the Bruce Matthews, maybe the most dominant season we've seen in CGF history. Uh, they are the best regular season team in CGF history. There's no disputing that by record, but by points scored. Uh, the Brews have been a model of of uh, championship pedigree in the their three year history, and there's no slowing down for them as they head into next year. Uh, but what a heartbreaking season it was! We saw some of the raw emotion um, from General Manager William Spicer in his post game press conference. Uh, he made some great start sit decisions. He started Gardner Minshew over Zach Wilson last second, and that benefited his team some twenty two points. Uh, as Gardner Minshew had a great week filling in for Jalen Hurts, 24.7. Justin Jefferson was his elite self, putting up 31.3 points. Alvin Kamara got a goal line carry for the first time in a long time and converted it to go uh, to put up 19 points. But unfortunately, the rest of the roster, um, largely because of weather, some tough matchups, um, and some combination of all of these things, some unlucky injury uh, fall out in the case of Aaron Jones the rest of the roster largely disappointed um, scoring below their averages and putting up one of the Brewers worst weeks of the season at their own time and uh, you have to wonder too while Minshew put up 24.7 we of course have to note that Jalen Hurts would have otherwise been the starter and you have to wonder if he would have been able to get over that threshold of 20 uh, of 154.66 to beat the Magic 
Um, but an incredible year for, for the Brewers, and we look forward to seeing them again in the playoffs in short order, competing for a championship. On the other side, though, I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Jake. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I was uh, enjoying watching that at my grandma's um, Sunday night, and it was fun just trying to explain to everyone around me, like, why, <laughs> which players mattered and why, and then everybody was like, oh, so you, you might win? I was just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm completely <laughs> eliminated and gone this just for the championship. And the, the, the semifinal people be like, oh, okay, like, so why, why the heck do you care about this so much? You're not even in anymore, but, uh, but it was fun just to watch and explain uh, James Conner's relevance to everybody who would listen. <laughs> I love that you... Um... We're willing to admit that and share that with your family. If it were me, I would have been just as invested, but being that deep down inside of me, un- uh, unable to let the, my friends and family know just how much I was invested. Um, the Magic continued their run on the back of Cam Akers, also playing on Christmas Day against a stout Denver defense, a start that came into question by um, members of the media. They had previously positioned Marquise Goodwin to start in that flex spot. Goodwin was looking like a great spot. He had some solid weeks lately, and Tyler Lockett is out injured. Uh, He put up 20.3 as recently as two weeks ago. And a fortuitous change, a strategic change, but a necessary change nonetheless, as Akers put up 34.7, while Godwin Goodwin excuse me, got hurt and put up zero points. That was the difference. Um, they got some points earlier in Christmas Day from Christian Watson, but he also had to, like Aaron Jones, excuse me, had to leave the game because of an injury, and so he was stopped at 10.9. Um, and they had to watch James Conner tear into their uh, their defense, but they held strong were able to hold them back and win with 154. Uh, we'll break down the finals in a minute, but they're going to be in a, a bit of a roster crunch as to a, um, it was revealed in the post game suffered another concussion as well. So that'll be something to keep our eye on as we head into championship Sunday. Do they have another starting quarterback? Yeah. Baker Mayfield and Brock Purdy are there two healthy starting quarterbacks. Uh, okay. Yeah. I knew about Purdy. I forgot about Baker Mayfield. There he is on the bench. I didn't scroll far enough down. <laughs> yeah. And that's been a whole, that, that's a bit of a Marley magic saga there that uh, Baker Mayfield as a player kind of encapsulates the whole team. He uh, started the year. Well, I mean, different pattern, but he started the year good. Then he lost his spot then he got cut then he got signed and he's wound up playing well here lately. So kind of the, all over the map, you never know what you're going to get. Been humbled and uh, been a hero all in one season, just like the Marley Magic. And not to reveal my uh, unpreparedness, but I'm just now realizing that Cam Akers was part of that trade for Travis Kelsey at the beginning of the season. Isn't, isn't that wild? Mocked, even by uh GM Noah himself was mocking the trade. And then who did who but him is, is the one that comes up big. And yeah. he him the most. That is and just incredible. Another cast off too. Cam Akers was benched and uh, inactive for multiple Sundays uh, in the middle of the regular season. The coaching staff seemed upset with him. The Rams coaching staff seemed upset with him. Uh, and then now Daryl Henderson gets cut. Cam Akers resumes his starting position. The whole team, just a team of cast offs. I mean, Brock Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant in this most recent draft, only starting as a third string quarterback because of two injuries ahead of him, and he's doing well. It really is everything about this roster kind of has that ethos of of magic to it. And so we'll see if they can <laughs> conjure it up one more week. But yeah, just insane. Hard to believe. Uh, a roster that was called terrible 
by Hunter Huggins just two weeks ago. <laughs> he said it was a terrible roster. They couldn't believe it was in the playoffs and not in the championship. <laughs> yeah, that, that note about the Acres Kelsey trade is wild. It was a win now trade for the Gotham Knights, uh, preparing for the future trade for the um, Marley Magic. And now the team that's still around is the Magic. It reminds me of these real life trades that have happened with like the Seattle Seahawks trading Russell Wilson away. And then they've had a, a good season and the Broncos have struggled. Um, we've seen a few other teams, the Saints, for example, went all in to get Chris Olave. Now they don't have a pick in this year's first round pick in this year's draft, but yet they're going to miss the playoffs almost certainly. So um, it's fortunes can turn in an instant and a team that looks like they're ready to win it all now can um, descend and a team that looks like it's preparing for the next year can ascend much quicker than expected. Insane. And only other note I had left for this matchup before uh, we move on, if, if you're ready, uh, Tyler Higby had a great game this week, too. I was, the whole time when I was watching um, the, those teams playing, Cam Akers was scoring. I was just thinking, wow, I bet Noah wishes he started him, too. But he didn't, didn't end up needing him, luck, luckily, for, for Noah. But, wow. Um, yeah. He also had an unexpectedly great week. Yeah, and that wouldn't have been a crazy start, either. I think there's plenty of times where you start Higby over Fant. Um yeah, it's worth noting that the Marley Magic's max points for was 204.66 and Bruise was one 197.3. So um, Marley Magic did have the advantage in the max point four category as well. All right. Do you want um, want to talk about your matchup this week at all before we go to the, the preview? Yeah. Hey, do you have any fun uh, facts or you want me to get right into the analysis? Um, no, no fun facts for this one. Yeah, you, you gave us gave us the fun facts ahead of time about the three seed advancing. Um, it's been a a fun ride, and uh, we had a little bit of nerves Monday night. Um, unfortunately for the Gotham Knights, though, Justin Herbert had, I believe, his worst game of the season. Yeah, it was his worst game of the season. He lost a fumble through an interception, wasn't able to convert any touchdowns as Austin Eckler ran both of them in for the Chargers' offense. And um, Mike Williams also had a pretty slow uh, slow evening for 11.6 points. And so with that, their hopes died. Uh, the Gotham Knights are maybe the most interesting team to see where they go from here. They have, you know, none of their players are going like, to, their roster is older. It's a win now, but none of their players are going to disappear. Um, they're all going to be around in 2023. And mm-hmm. so um, we'll see. They don't have the draft picks and either of the next two drafts, I think, really to to make too much noise. But they still have young talent too. Pat Fryermuth, Justin Herbert. Um, you know, we'll see what, what happens. But um, heartbreak for them. Uh, they, again, you have to wonder, Jonathan Taylor and, and Tyler Lockett, we highlighted their injuries that happened during the bye week. And um, you have to wonder what they might have been able to do had they been inserted into the starting lineup. Also, in some sense, got unlucky that Brandon Cooks recovered from his injury, um, or I don't even know if it was an injury, whatever, his like fight with the Texans front office, um, because that they were starting Chris Moore, who had some some good weeks, but then when Brandon Cooks back, that cuts into Chris Moore's playing time. They made the right decision by starting Brandon Cooks, as he had nine points more than Chris Moore, but you have to wonder if Cooks was out again, and all of those targets were just going to Chris Moore, if that would have been more beneficial. Um, so mm-hmm. a very tough loss, but um, thankfully for them, we're able to advance in one of their other leagues, and uh, so they keep their championship hopes alive in another universe. For us, though, the only universe that matters is the CGF, 
And uh, so big week from the winner faces high point totals from their quarterbacks. And then last week, their running backs carried them through this week, their wide receivers, CD Lamb, T Higgins and DJ Moore, all with 20 plus points um, to make up for a bit of disappointment from the running backs. So we'll see what they have in store and if they can squash the Marley magic in week 17. All right. And I think that brings us to the, the championship preview itself. Uh, we have the Marley magic visiting the winter faces. Uh, the old time series match appears three to one in favor of the winter faces um, on paper. I mean, you would expect probably the winter faces should bulldoze this team, but as the Marley magic have, have shown this playoffs, nothing is guaranteed. Um, we'll see if they have enough magic left in the tank to overcome you know, losing yet another quarterback here. <laughs> like like we mentioned earlier, it's going to be Brock Purdy and Baker Mayfield going up uh, against two of three. I don't know who we got for sure here, but Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and, and Justin Fields. So you're going to have some of the top-tier guys going against, uh, you know, the, the band of misfits, as I think you called them earlier. Um, <laughs> I think if they manage to pull this off, there's going to be a movie made about this this postseason. But um, what do you have for us as far as the the preview goes here? Yeah, we can't see the projections yet in Sleeper, but um, the winter faces have been projected for about 20 more points per week than the Miley Magic have recently. Um, the, I, I mean, I really, I, I don't know what to say. I projected, <laughs> I, I projected, I predicted the Miley Magic to have a miraculous upset of the bruise, but I didn't really believe it would happen. I just said <laughs> it so that somebody was believing in the magic. And now here I am, uh, hoisted by my own petard having to play the magic and uh, it's one of those situations where like who, you don't want to be this team right everybody's going to be cheering for the magic everyone that wants this cinderella run to come to fruition wants to see a new champion um and so i don't feel like the bad guy and i don't like playing that role but alas alas i guess it's something you have to do when you get the target on your back as the um the reigning champion uh, i don't have really that much to say in preview other than um, yeah, the quarterback matchup will be interesting to watch. Tua hasn't been officially ruled out, but his third concussion in a short time span, um, you hope for his sake as a human being that the Dolphins um, are able to rest him and, and let his brain recover fully so that he doesn't have any long-term brain injury effects. But uh, yeah, that's an awful situation, obviously, from a human being standpoint. Um, for the for the uh, magic though, I mean, Brock Purdy and Baker Mayfield have both looked exceptional. That hasn't always uh, borne itself out in the point totals that they've recorded. Uh, they both were around 17 points this past week, which is great and respectable. And when you have big week, weeks from Nick Chubb, from Travis Etienne, from AJ Brown, from Kenneth Walker, Christian Watson, or even Cam Akers, then, uh, uh, you know, you just need those good, not great weeks to be able to compete as long as you get the great weeks from those superstars. Um, We'll, we'll keep our eye on Christian Watson as well, injury-wise. He uh, was out with a hip flexor and is considered day-to-day. -day. Hopefully, he's able to play. Um, and golly, he just, every week, when he isn't scoring touchdowns, he should be scoring touchdowns. Each of the last two weeks, he's failed to score, but um, should have both times. He was targeted by Aaron Rodgers inside the five-yard line and uh, dropped both of those passes. So the point totals have been modest, but he is still a very threatening presence. And uh, my pick for the uh, the superstar to carry the Marley Magic to a championship if he's healthy. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the player to keep your eye on throughout the week is Debo Samuel. He's supposed to come back to practice this week, but um, it's un undecided if he's going to play. 
uh, as he recovers from knee and ankle injuries. So if he's able to play, that would be a significant swing for the winner faces as it would cut into the potential of Brock Purdy and uh, potentially the potential of Brandon Ayuk to Marley Magic starters. Um, if Debo Samuel is the one that, that Purdy's throwing to, and if he's throwing to Debo instead of Ayuk, then that could really um, benefit the winner faces. But um, otherwise, Ramondre Stevenson, is he in the doghouse after he fumbled the game away versus Cincinnati and dropped a, another ball uh, earlier, but it rolled out of bounds? Uh, should be an exciting one, and we'll see if Christian McCaffrey is able to, uh, after not being part of the championship run in 2021, we'll see what Christian McCaffrey has in store in 2022 and if he was really worth that big haul that the winner faces sent popular ballers way last season and if he can deliver on that promise. But I'm really excited for it. Uh, you know, I think we saw from Hunter, we saw from William, we've seen from from all the players throughout the course of the season just how much this league means to each of us. Um, how devastating those losses are. Hunter mentioned his excitement, you know, how he couldn't, uh, uh, he thought about the the Monday night Chargers Colts <laughs> game more than Mike Williams and Justin Herbert. I don't understand how real professional athletes are able to manage the stress and the, uh, the spotlight that they play under because, or, or general managers, coaches, any of them, uh, the, the amount of stress that we all endure, the emotions that we endure must be magnified that much more when you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people all watching your, your every move. So we'll see what, what the magic and the faces have under the brightest spotlight of all CGF three. <laughs> that was an excellent uh, closing lines. Get me pumped for the playoffs. I apologize, by the way, if you can hear the, the water rushing above me, I think my parents' bathroom's right above me and somebody's taking a shower, but um, no, I can't hear it at all. All right, perfect. Well, one other thing we might be able to add to our first so far this playoffs, um, the team in white so far has won every championship, so it might have been a bold move by you to stick with the white jerseys um, in, in a playoffs that have so far been uh, going opposite of everything that we've, we've known from our, our past wow. back. So uh, something to watch out for, watch out for there. And a, a joke that I'm about two weeks late on uh, that I wanted to make directed at uh, Brady, Zach, and the God Kings. Um, <laughs> You should never wear an alternate helmet in playoffs. It's kind of an unwritten rule. Um, so you kind of <laughs> got what was coming for you in the first round. Uh, that was the first time a team has done that in league history. I uh, made sure to note that in the, the Jersey database. Uh, so you can always, always remember that error. But um, but yeah, what, um, sorry, what were you going to say? What do you think the odds that either Brady or Zach are still listening to this pod right now? <laughs> so. I would guess ah, I think Brady might, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. He's still tuning in for that for that uh one last dig at his team. Um yeah, like you said, very much looking forward to the championship. Um uh, it's been a fun year. It's been fun um kind of recording this backup podcast with you, Wyatt. Um and while again those games were were tough for the teams that ran them, it was a great distraction for what was otherwise pretty tough Christmas. So I just appreciate this league and and you recording this with me and you know everybody putting so much passion into uh, the project we have here um, throughout the the whole season, hopefully into the future. So um, thank you everybody for that and, and for listening. Um, do you have any closing closing comments or anything else you wanted to yeah. say before you for a big matchup? Yeah, I love you, Jake, and I love the invitation to to build this podcast and record it with you. It's been one of the highlights of my week for the past several weeks as we've done this, um, and. I'm excited that we've been able to, I was feeling kind of during the first half of the season, some, 
I don't know. There just seemed like, and maybe it was just me, but it, the the CGF didn't quite have that same luster without the podcast. Um, and no fault of yeah. Hunter and William. We know that their lives have been crazy busy and they've had a lot of things coming up. But um, since starting the podcast, again, I don't know what kind of listener base we have. I haven't been looking at the stats, but it's been fun to get back into the the throes of of the league and, um, you know, make it come to life. And uh, like I said, it was a lot of fun to be in the Discord chat live with, with uh, so many of you guys. Um, that's what makes it so special. I've never played in any kind of fantasy league or anything like this that has this level of immersion um, and commitment. And so um, it's so much fun. It means a whole lot to me to be able to play in this league with all of you guys. Um, I'll close. My last thought is one last Jersey Commissioner-esque fun fact. Um, <laughs> this is the Marley Magic's first championship, of course, which means that in our three-year history of the six teams that have made the championship, five of them have been unique. So half of the league has now made the championship game. We've talked a lot on this pod, on the other pod, in group chat. You know, how long will it take for this some uh, you know this number of teams to make the playoffs for this number of teams to win the championship? So it's really exciting that um, in our three-year history we've had five different um, finalists and a, a chance for a third different champion so we'll see if that trophy is going to monterey or stays in lebanon <laughs> tennessee in just one week's time should be a lot of fun oh you'd hope he'd let the the poor the poor guy hold on to the trophy and then nashville after all the, the work he's done for him but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if uh, if ryan lets noah keep it if, if if it comes down to that but uh yeah like you said we're a chance to go three for three as far as three championships in three years so if that happens we're still on pace to get 10 and 10 so wow 10 and 10 would be the platonic ideal exactly all right everybody well we'll leave you there this week i uh, hope everybody enjoys watching uh, the final championship and we will see you next time